0: Hello and welcome to Asynchronous, a video game catch-up show. My name is Kim. I'm AJ. And this is another special analysis episode for (laughs) season three about 13 Sentinels, Aegis Rim. Today we are talking about the original 1954 Godzilla.
1: Yes, available for free on YouTube.com. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, or you can pay for it on Amazon <laughs> if you want for some reason.
0: AJ, to start us off, I have a very important question for you.
1: Oh, okay.
0: Ogata or Serizawa?
1: <sighs> oh, man, dude. Mm-hmm.
0: <laughs> I didn't realize this was going to be so tough. It is tough. They're both good boys. Mm-hmm. I think Serizawa. I, I'm i an Ogata girl, obviously. Yeah, he's, yeah, he's a total himbo
1: he's a he is a complete he's a a
0: complete dingus i love it yeah (laughs) yeah
1: Yeah. um wow i wasn't expecting that one i wasn't expecting that one um damn but no yeah that totally makes sense for you obviously of course
0: yeah
1: and i'm only now just right this second Mm -hmm. making this connection that his name is ogata
0: i wasn't wasn't thinking about it when i I was watching the movie when i okay wait i need to go back and look at what i said to you in discord because i I sent you a message about it well you said
1: also ogata and i thought it was just like talking about him as a character i was like yeah he
0: he rules (laughs) because i do think he's hot um obviously he
1: is hot there's a lot of hot hot. people in this movie
0: (laughs) the yeah let's get that out of the way too hot people the outfits are good incredible outfits. really, really good, good outfits on a lot really of these characters um yeah
1: i think sorry really quick i think we should just we should they're, talk they're, about what the uh, what the movie is yeah. we should talk about what the movie is about but everybody knows godzilla is a huge creature comes out of the mm-hmm. water uh around japan destroys stomp, cities stomp all stuff like over. That. great created due to uh nuclear missile testing mm-hmm. uh after hiroshima and nagasaki uh, yeah. japan is doing their own missile testing illegally <laughs> what no Did we
0: watch different versions of this, AJ?
1: No, I don't think so. No, because there was Ogata and Sarizawa
0: are both in it. No, but I mean, did we watch different versions of it on YouTube? Because the one I watched, it is American H-bomb testing.
1: Oh, interesting. Really?
0: Yeah. Uh, Maybe I just
1: misunderstood. And the, the Wikipedia plot summary is also not helpful. It just says has been disturbed by
0: underwater hydrogen bomb testing. So... Part of that confusion, possibly, it is possible that we watched different versions because I believe I read that the version that was released in the United States was slightly different to make Americans not look like the villains.
1: I think they still did a pretty good job making the Americans the villains in the one I watched.
0: Well, yeah, Um. there's... uh, (laughs) Hiroshima and Nagasaki loom large in this, um, no matter how you slice it. Tim Martin from the Daily Telegraph noted that... uh the film's thematic preoccupation with nuclear energy proved even less acceptable to American distributors who after buying the film began an extensive reshoot and recut for Western markets. Um, yeah. So basically uh, it's, I, I was wondering if maybe the version that you saw was the American version um, yeah. in which that is uh, more obscure, but we did watch the same one, but yeah, it is, it, it's American H-bomb testing that uh, results in Godzilla leaving its natural habitat, which is like an underwater cave, I guess, is how it's described.
1: Yeah, it's it's some sort of uh, prehistoric creature that has been just like mm-hmm. laying dormant in a cave right. and is is shaken awake by hydrogen mm-hmm. bomb testing and also irradiated yes by the same hydrogen bomb testing yes. which causes it to uh rapidly i guess evolve or whatever into godzilla and just begins to destroy first uh a small fishing village mm-hmm. and then later on it basically it makes its way into tokyo yes and uh there are a couple of main human characters in this story. We've got uh, Professor uh, Yamane, his daughter Emiko, uh, her boyfriend, I <laughs> she guess. She kind
0: of has two boyfriends. and Yeah, I she kind of has of two it. boyfriends.
1: Um, <laughs> Ogata is the one that she is in love with. Uh, mm-hmm. And then there's also uh, Dr. Daisuke Serizawa. Yeah. Who was her arranged marriage, uh, arranged relationship, whatever, mm-hmm. um, who is also a colleague to her father, Professor Yamana. Uh, Those are the four main characters mm-hmm. i would say in this in this human human characters in the story
0: ogata uh works for the coast guard
1: yes Ogata works for the coast guard um and is his immediately called out in the beginning to deal with godzilla attacking the mm-hmm. the fishing uh the fishing boats first of all uh and then the fishing village at one point later but so these attacks happen these four characters go through various trials and tribulations which we can touch on if we want later mm-hmm. and then eventually uh godzilla uh, attacks tokyo and they decide <laughs> Serizawa has this thing called the Oxygen Destroyer, which can destroy... I don't remember the specific... It's,
0: it's hand wavy. It is hand-wavy. He's hand like, wavy. oh, it destroys all of the oxygen... Atoms. ...in the water <laughs> yeah. and can, like... Basically, the atoms become like within the body of an organic thing become mm-hmm. like liquefied without yeah, the so, the oxygen. I don't yeah, think so it's actually scientific, but
1: but who who am I to say? The things suffocate and then immediately mm-hmm. rapidly decompose because of the lack of oxygen, right. um, which right. is illustrated with a really really great scene <laughs> uh, of of him dropping this like it looks like a a tide pod into a pool mm-hmm. of fish, and then all of a sudden the fish uh, it bubbles a whole lot, and then we like a hard cut from just fish to then a bunch of nearly unseeable fish bones (laughs) floating around this, this aquarium. really great i love filmmaking um <laughs> so they they do that uh in the end and, and defeat godzilla
0: i will say this man he has a whole lab full of fish tanks and at some point wouldn't you stop selling this man fish <laughs> he's coming in like every week like yeah I need more fish yeah lost last. I, the, the last fish died i need more fish the, the last dozen various fish i got died this is, you shouldn't be a fish owner yeah, you're not responsible enough to take care of these fish. What keeps oh what keeps happening to them? Yeah, I agree completely. Also worth noting, um, I had I was a little drunk while I watched.
1: This. Yeah, so so I gave him a couple of options. She said she wanted to play a drinking game, and I gave a couple of options. I'm curious if you did a drinking game or if you were just drinking.
0: No, uh, what happened was I. So I um again I recently moved. I keep. My the statute of limitations for me using my move as an excuse for things is rapidly uh, drying up. Um, But because I recently moved, I like don't have all of my like alcohol uh, Mm. organized. (laughs) That's an insane thing to say. Uh,
1: (laughs) you've got a bar but, full of alcohol i think that's that's yeah. a, that's an average thing
0: i so i had this box um that was essentially like my liquor cabinet um, yeah. that i i looked over at um while i was preparing to watch this movie and there was a bottle sticking out that was a, a half drunk bottle of midori Midori is a, um, melon liqueur that is bright green. And Mm -hmm. I was like, Oh, I'm going to make a Midori cocktail. It'll be Mm -hmm. bright atomic green. Uh, it's, I love a theme. (laughs) So yeah, that's what I did. I made a melon ball, which is Midori, uh, vodka and orange juice. Uh, I didn't have orange juice. So what I did was I just, um, used my lemon squeezer to squeeze some, uh, clementines that I had in the, in the fruit basket what's Um, it like to juice a clementine (laughs) difficult (laughs) that's what i thought it is not the clementine does not want to be juiced right (laughs) (laughs) it doesn't it doesn't work i what i think i would have had to do is peel like the membrane off of the clementine and then like stuck the little clementine bits in there and that would have worked but whatever Mm -hmm. i made it work Mm -hmm. And it was really good, and so yeah. uh, the the point of that story is the melon ball was delicious, and so I just started drinking it. I just housed okay. it, basically. Yeah, and so yeah, a lot of my notes are like, "Why do they keep selling the span fish?" And mm-hmm. I got bored at the Godzilla destroys the city part because I got sleepy. <laughs>
1: <laughs> yeah, and I okay, so I think that's something worth touching on with this movie. Godzilla has four separate attacks, I believe, maybe three, mm. um, and they are all nearly identical. <laughs> <laughs> um, I'm sure at the time, you know, the early, early 50s and, you know, cinema is still kind of a young thing. Um, Kaiju films certainly are an extremely young thing, obviously, because this is the first one. So so it's the same music cue. It's almost I don't know if it is the same shot of Godzilla coming out of the water every time it does look the same, <laughs> or if it, it looks the, it looks the same every time um, Godzilla comes out of the water. The music is like bah, 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 every time. And then Godzilla comes out, steps on some stuff, knocks some stuff over. And then for some reason decides that it's done and turns around and goes back in the water. (laughs) And that's it. (laughs) Those are the attacks.
0: Yeah. I will say one thing that I thought was really well done is um, there is this like the music has this drum beat Mm. um, whenever Godzilla attacks, which is like A, both like very tense and B, very evocative of, I don't know if it's supposed to like actually be his little Godzilla footsteps or big Godzilla footsteps, but that is what it it evokes. And I was like, this is, it feels like an antecedent to like the... Jaws theme where every time, you know, like you get that music cue and you know, Mm -hmm. like, Oh, the shark is coming. Um, yeah, it, it it feels like that. It's, and I thought it was very cool.
1: Yeah, for sure. It like kind of set. I don't know. I don't want to, I don't know if I want to say it set the standard, but it definitely set a standard for, for something like this where Mm -hmm. like there is some sort of creature that has a theme. Like, I mean, obviously like like musical themes have been a thing, but it's like, yeah, monster movies, the, all the monster has either, even modern monster movies it has it has a theme or it has a sound associated Mm -hmm. with it you know it's it's obviously been warped over the last 70 years but like this movie does a lot of of scene setting i guess for Mm -hmm. for where we are now with with yeah monster movies yeah
0: yeah and it's i'm not familiar enough with like movies of this era um and this genre to know if like that is something that had already been established here but Mm -hmm. i'm sure like this is such a cultural touchstone that i'm sure um Certainly was the direct inspiration for a lot of that these days.
1: Yeah, and I mean, light light motifs are, are a thing, mm-hmm. which you know, it's musical cues that, et cetera. It's the same the same cue that that's supposed to trigger a certain mm-hmm. memory or whatever. But yeah, Shit. yeah, it's good stuff. Honestly, I had a great time with this movie. I think this movie it's was, was really yeah. good. It's a, it's a solid hour and 36 minutes, and it's it's an old movie, which means mm-hmm. the it's front-loaded with the credits. So it's really like an hour and like 28 minutes. Yeah. <laughs> um, because the credits are all in the beginning.
0: I also messaged you early on, like the pacing at the beginning is <laughs> really quick. Breakneck. But I actually really liked
1: it. It's good. I, I was mean, it,
0: like, yeah, let's just set the stage. Let's go.
1: Let's go, dude. Yeah, I got places I, I, to be. I, uh-huh. This is great. I, I completely agree. I think it's great, and I think movies it, you are know, too
0: long these days. Movies are movies are too <clears> long.
1: <throat> I think it it does speak a lot to like something that I really enjoy uh, about, and this is the, now the second time I'm bringing this up. Um, something I really enjoy about the original Star Trek. I'm not a big Star Trek person, but I have watched several episodes and a couple of movies for a different podcast that I do. Uh, I believe. Most, if not all, of those episodes are locked behind that Patreon, so I'm not going to tell you to go Mm. subscribe to the 10 Very Big Books Patreon just to listen to these Star Trek episodes, but something the original series of Star Trek does is, like, it gives you just enough of a setting to know, like, okay, we're here, like this planet is where this is where all the greek gods are from they're actually Mm. aliens and this is where they live and all of the architecture and stuff is because this is their planet and like this you know all the greek architecture they they took stuff from their their home planet when they brought it to earth cool great fine and it's like very clearly a soundstage but they put just enough stuff there and they Mm. have the act the actors are acting their fucking asses off (laughs) um and and you know it, it gives you like just what you need it doesn't ask you to like really invest in these characters and mm-hmm. like the, the stories and their lives everybody's internal they're all these internal people no we're <laughs> on this planet they're Greek gods sure that's the whole thing it's very clearly a soundstage who cares it's fun to watch you're done we're out here in 26 minutes perfect Godzilla does the same thing it's yeah. it's not about how I, I mean even so though this movie does kind of have some internal drama
0: it, it does yeah there is there's a whole love triangle yeah <laughs> happening, which to me was like the most interesting <laughs> well it is because I think i think
1: they were like well we need to have something that's not just giant mm-hmm. dinosaur destroys world yeah there needs to um, be some emotional anchor but even that stuff isn't as like internal you know monologue as like stuff these days would be it's like yeah. all very fast it's like there's a huge there's a huge monster and attack happens and all of a sudden we're three months later right before the next attack there's not mm-hmm. a, like we're not like spending all this time you know uh building up all of this tension stuff we're just like there is a giant monster that is the 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 tense thing that's happening mm-hmm. um and Also, this woman is in love with two men, yeah, Um, or is really in love with one man and and doesn't really want to date the other guy, but
0: yeah. Um, Anyway, so yeah, just to sort of round out the ending there. um, Mm -hmm. At some point, basically, Serizawa, um, who by the way I don't think we mentioned has an eye patch, has an Um, eye patch. Yeah, he's he's just like this brooding guy with an eye patch. That's the guy that you keep selling fish to. Is the guy with the eye patch who keeps coming (laughs) in for fish, whatever. Anyway, um, so it. It's revealed that he has this weapon and Emiko knows about it. She didn't, you know, he swore her to secrecy because he's like, I want to find a, a good humanitarian use for this thing because mm-hmm. it is so dangerous. It could, mm-hmm. you know, be catastrophic. Mm-hmm. And so finally, after one particularly devastating attack um by Godzilla on <laughs> Tokyo, she breaks down and tells Agata, and Ogata's like, okay, we gotta go convince him. Um, and so they go to convince him. And I think the reason why I'm th- focusing on this is because I think it's it, uh, thematically really key mm-hmm. where series is like this thing is so destructive that i don't want to unveil it until i know that i have a a good reason to once i do i know that people are going to want to like use my research and recreate it and whatever and i don't want that to happen yeah and so finally what convinces him is they see this uh like i guess the tv happens to be on and um shows some of the like devastation and there is it's actually a really powerful scene Um, yeah um like a a girls' choir uh, singing this like song of prayer.
1: Uh, That is really good.
0: Really powerful. Really, really good. Really powerful. Um, And so it's enough to seeing that and seeing like footage of the destruction. He's like, okay. Um, He burns all of his notes and Mm. takes the one, you know, oxygen destroyer he has. Mm. And he and Ogata uh, dive to the bottom of the sea where Godzilla is to set it off. And Serizawa, you know, Agata is like, okay, we've set the bomb, let's go, and resurfaces, and Serizawa does not follow. And once he's sure that it's working, uh, cuts his oxygen line in order to make sure that he can never recreate this yeah. weapon.
1: How how soon after, like, how soon did you know he was going to kill himself?
0: Um, I started reading about the movie in the middle of the movie, and so I knew it was going to happen. <laughs> <laughs> okay. All right, fine. I wasn't expecting anything like that. Um, yeah, no, yeah, th- this, th- this movie
1: doesn't pull punches, I don't think. It no. really shows a lot of, like, death and destruction and, like, how horrible it is, like... I, obviously this movie is, is really drawing on the nuclear weapon themes and just, stuff. And yeah, it's like a hundred percent about that. There's even a, a quote here uh, from the director, uh, Ishiro Honda uh, said, if Godzilla had been a dinosaur or some other animal, he would have been killed by just one cannonball. But if he were equal to an atomic bomb, we wouldn't know what to do. So mm-hmm. I took the characteristics of an atomic bomb and applied them to Godzilla. Mm-hmm. Um, is basically just recreating the, the, you know, the the horrible bombings of, of Hiroshima and Nagasaki mm-hmm. uh, and turning it into a, a a giant creature. And I think it really they really did a really, really good job. Yeah. Um, with 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 all of that. Really good. Really, really yeah.
0: good. Yeah, um, really good. And I think that, you know, the some of the some of what I read that I think um, is pretty astute is that it's almost a, a rewriting of history um, or sort of a, you know, second chance to get it right. where. Yeah. You have this kind of bad, destructive American science that uh causes all of this destruction until, you know, the developments by a Japanese scientist uh, you know, find the means to destroy mm. it. Essentially what Miura and Hijiyama want to do with the Sentinel. Yeah. But then the the key difference being the oxygen destroyer is not going to be used to to harm anyone else mm-hmm. you know there is this sense of principle that this cannot be used that it is far too destructive and the, you know like there mm-hmm. there is a a moral safeguard that mm. is put in place i don't know it's very powerful um yeah
1: yeah um <laughs> it's it's a good it's a good movie it's, it's a, a really movie. really good movie i would highly yeah. suggest uh tracking it down and, and watching it on youtube but yeah there's a lot of uh Oh, man, I guess in terms of 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 connecting it back to um, 13 Sentinels, I think Ogata is very clearly yeah, just there's he no just, way. That's a coincidence. It's the same guy is the same <laughs> guy. They just gave him a fun new haircut in 13 Sentinels. It's the same, dude.
0: Yeah. Well, the fact that they're like, it's very clear now that like him looking like a 50s greaser is right. is intentional. Yeah. Um, I'm really excited now to see his what his story is and if it is like linked to this in any other way. Mm -hmm. But yeah, I think obviously that is, that is a big one. Um, And I, you know, this will come up in later episodes of uh, the main podcast, but um, there are absolutely um, shades of this like nuclear anxiety within 13 Sentinels as well. Mm -hmm. Not, not as overt, but, like, I think the game does a good job of kind of capturing the the feeling of the time. Um, mm. I'm excited to see if there is kind of more of that as as we proceed.
1: Yeah. Yeah, I think um, I, and I guess this isn't really like my place to say, but I would say that this the game is very referential of like Godzilla and kaiju movies mm-hmm. and stuff in very obvious ways. But I think that it really earns that uh, yeah. like Re- ref- referentiality <laughs> like like it's it's not just doing it for the sake of doing it like mm-hmm. it is it is taking a lot like you said from the themes that that godzilla is is presenting um and kind of putting them into these like you know obviously other wild scenarios that are happening mm-hmm. in this game, but but those underlying like you know nuclear anxieties and like a, a, a creature that was created by humanity that is now stronger than humanity, which is what I think is happening with the diomars themselves, <laughs> yeah. Um, and which I think is is kind of where the game is kind of pointing us. You know, that's uh, they could have stopped right there with like just taking that kind of theme and and you know like yeah they're big monsters, but um, I think it does a really great job of of of, of using this, not just as a touchstone, but as like, you know, a, a an earned piece of inspiration, I mm-hmm. suppose. Um, it's great. It's great to see. I mean, we said it last week too, with war of the worlds, but I, you know, the game continues to pull from these pieces of media in a really good yeah. and well thought out. And like, I, I keep saying it and I don't really know if this is the word I mean, but like in a very earned way, you know what mm-hmm. I mean? Um, mm-hmm. it's good.
0: <laughs> yeah I think too. like obviously, it's worth noting that we are coming at this from like an American perspective. Um Ooh, yeah, so I think it is interesting to see the Japanese perspective on <laughs> the war crimes that mm. that were committed and to kind of see the way that that is threaded into kind of like the national consciousness moving forward from from that time yeah Uh, and you know obviously i'm not like qualified to comment on it beyond that because i'm just simply not familiar with it um Mm -hmm. so you know i don't want to claim that like oh it, it does a great job of doing it but like i i do think that um i don't know i appreciate that that it is i think the game also is not really pulling its punches yeah. Uh, with regard to that, even in localization, which um, I appreciate.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: Yeah. Good game. Good movie. Uh, war crimes are bad. Don't do that. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> I'm trying to see if there's anything else in my notes that I wanted yeah. to
1: touch on. I hey, feel like there's a whole like plot bit that we didn't even touch on that I'm
0: mm-hmm. not
1: exactly sure if it connects to the game is is yamane's whole thing of not wanting to kill godzilla and wanting to like you know just kind of owning that we did this thing and then Mm -hmm. like you know using it i don't know to 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 study godzilla and kind of learn to live alongside it in a way
0: yeah Uh, i mean i I think there's definitely i think there's an undercurrent of I don't know if it's hope, but something that's almost reassuring to those nuclear anxieties of the idea that there is something that can survive the bomb. There mm-hmm. is something that can be stronger than it. I think that that is probably um, in a sense reassuring. And like uh, the end of the game is is tragic. The movie? Uh, yeah, the, <laughs> the movie is is tragic. Like it is definitely not like a yay, we did it. It's um, yeah. like it's it's sad it's sad because sarizawa dies but um you know one thing that i read is that there may also be like a certain amount of like connection to like emotional connection to godzilla which i, mm. I you know i don't know how true that is in um in like actual audience uh Reactions, but certainly mm. there there is a perspective, like you said, of of Yamane being like, no, this is like a living creature, and I don't want it to die. I want to study it. Like, mm-hmm. I you know, I want to understand. Like, we should understand how right. it has become so resistant to um yeah. to radiation. So yeah, I don't know. I don't know if that'll be reflected in anything in the game. But yeah, yeah, I think
1: I think we may see something later on in the game that is like. At the, at the very end of the movie, like one of the final lines is Yamane, say, or mm-hmm. is it Yama? yeah, saying like you know we may have destroyed, basically saying like we may have destroyed this Godzilla, but this mm-hmm. is bound to happen again.
0: Yeah, like, like there the the fact that this one exists means that
1: there are more of them. Right, and so I could see that that kind of idea carrying over into Thirteen Sentinels. We're like, maybe this isn't the first kaiju robot apocalypse you know what i mean like i mean there's certainly
0: a suggestion of that in the way that like we see there was destruction in what like tomi and and megumi's time in 26 is that the 2060s
1: Seven twenty sixty one whatever yeah yeah, yeah.
0: or it no twenty twenty four wasn't that twenty yes there's a tw- they are twenty twenty four right right so that it's like that happened and then Juro's like uh or no 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 there was whatever happened to Juro which was like nineteen eighty five and mm. he shows up in their timeline and he's mm-hmm. like they're coming for this timeline now mm-hmm. so uh, yeah I I yeah. think that. It, That would definitely um, be an echo. Yeah. Um, Did you read about how they created Godzilla's roar? Uh,
1: No, I didn't. Because I think you told me before we watched it that you had already saw something about it. Uh, Yeah. So I Um, I didn't want to look it up.
0: The composer created it uh, by dragging a leather glove across the loosened strings of a double bass.
1: Whoa. Yeah.
0: I thought you'd appreciate that.
1: That's Um, sick.
0: Yeah, and then I think they like slowed it down and like pitched it down. Yeah, yeah, yeah. They had apparently like gone to the zoo and like recorded a bunch of animal roars, but weren't happy with any of, of sure. them or how they could alter them. Yeah, I mean, so I that's mean, how that was created.
1: You want to create something that's unlike anything that's ever been heard before. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? And yeah. nobody's slapping leather gloves on double bases. You know, mm-hmm.
0: <laughs> uh, other fun facts that I read uh All of these sound uh, like other sound effects were recorded live by Foley artists. And like literally it was like if they if they like messed up the take, they had to do it again. And yeah, Mm. I also just wanted to give a shout out to the fact that like there's all of this was done with practical effects. Mm -hmm. And the Godzilla costume, maybe not one of the better ones, but there are a (laughs) lot of sets yeah, that are like practical effects to show like the destruction of the city, and I think I think those were really good. Those are
1: really good. Yeah,
0: I was especially impressed with the scene at the beginning with the the fishing village. You see inside a house that is like actively being destroyed, yeah,
1: dude. That was really good. Yeah that that whole scene was the like that scene in the beginning of the movie like fucked me up. Like I was Mm -hmm. like, Oh, I didn't realize that this is like what this movie was about. Like I thought we were just like doing big monster smash stuff, but no, we are like, there are like emotional stakes here. And Mm -hmm. like, we're going to show, you're going to see how devastated these people are by the shit that is happening, Mm -hmm. which, which I was happy about. Uh, you know, I, 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 I love deep cinema, you know? Yeah.
0: Yeah, It's, it's really, I think having never seen it before, I was surprised at how much it is, very um explicitly confronting like there is very little real subtext here but not the which sounds like a criticism it's not i think it's like it's not something we see often in american cinema i think where it's like (laughs) like very overtly commenting on has a point of view uh, yeah yeah on like salient political issues so Mm -hmm.
1: yeah it's good stuff
0: cool good movie
1: yeah. You also sent me a, a, a clip of a camera move um, oh that, my that God. pans across one of the aquariums. Sh- it's <laughs> so <laughs> like,
0: cool. It's really
1: good. It's really good. We will put, I, we should put that on our Twitter just as a, as a little frame of reference
0: for that. But that's uh, it's yeah, good. Maybe I can take a better one than just by <laughs> me pointing my phone at yeah, my it, television. Yeah. Um, but yeah, it's, a, it's a great moment where it's um, good. you see uh, Emiko and, Uh, Serizawa in his lab and so you see her sort of walk in and look over like walk up and look at a fish tank and then the camera pans from her to across the fish tank to the other side uh, where we see Serizawa and then he Mm -hmm. walks up it's just Mm -hmm. oh what Mm -hmm. a good shot yeah it's nice I'm (laughs) gonna think
1: about that forever yeah but uh but yeah so that's that's Godzilla (laughs) and that's analysis number two Thank you. Thank you so much for listening.
0: <laughs> yeah, thank you for listening. Next up uh, on the syllabus is uh, E.T. Yes. Yes. Uh, we know many have already watched it uh, <laughs> in the Discord. <laughs> there was a watch party.
1: Uh-huh.
0: Um, I tuned in for a bit. It was very fun. Nice.
1: And also, I guess we could say here, too, this Thursday's episode will be... One route of Natsunos. Yeah. Yeah. I, well, I I would say I would say play as Natsunos. Much as you int- can play of yeah, Play <laughs> until you're locked out, because there's a
0: chance maybe you do something that we'll talk about in the episode. And then uh, the prologue and the first two parts of uh Miura's story. Yes, uh, we didn't do any battles because we're already pretty far. Ahead battles,
1: yes, yes, so. we're good on battles. So that'll be this Thursday's episode. If you're playing along with us at home. Also, if you're playing along with us at home, I am sorry. God, like Godspeed to you. But mm-hmm. <laughs> we'll see you're, how long you can keep that up.
0: Yeah, you're you um, are uh I'm very impressed that you're able to, uh, hold out. (laughs) Yeah. What I'm trying to Restraint? Yeah. Restraint. That's the word. Thank you. Yeah. Restraint is admirable. Thank you, AJ for remembering (laughs) words for me.
1: No, you're good. Um, yeah. (laughs) Oof. (laughs) Oof. If you're doing that, but thank you so much for playing along with us. It's great. Uh, if you have any thoughts or feelings, obviously our Twitter is there in the show notes. Uh, I don't know. I don't remember how we did the outro the last one. Did we do the same? I don't know. Thanks to Scout for the Art. Thank you to Amaranthin for the music. We'll be
0: back on Thursday. See you soon. And uh, just remember, Godzilla was baptized in the fire of the H-bomb and survived. What could kill it now?
1: Wow. See ya.